guess who's back? It's Ass Cheeks and Murder Champs today. It's hot as a motherfucker in Dago, bitch, California. Coming to you live. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 110. Hit him with that theme music. While she's on the side, hating faded lane on the pavement, wasting all of my patience. Come on, you gotta go. go ahead, put your pants out. You gotta get up. I'm back, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Motherfucker, get up. Go ahead, put your pants out. You gotta get up. I'm back, but I ask now. Come on and get up. All the bands with my hands out. You gotta get up. Just that gotta make down. Why don't you get up? What the fuck is up, homies? What, you think you wasn't gonna see me? You thought you wasn't gonna see me? I've done told y'all. I ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. I know it's been a minute. I got some some issues popping off. I I, I gotta tell you that, you know, I got a new a, a new job. I gotta tell y'all about. I'm, I'm certified. Um, but first things first, it, it, you hear the, the buzzing in the background, that's, that's the box fans. I got, I'm surrounded by box fans, uh, on some trailer park shit. Um, no air conditioner up in this bitch. Uh, it's, uh, 98 degrees today. Tomorrow's gonna be about, uh, the same, and then it's gonna get up to around 100 degrees in this bitch. Um, for over a week. We're talking about, we're talking about, like, blood, red, ass, napkin, warning, warning advisories. If y'all ain't stocked up, use fuck. I've been telling y'all, this is an all-season, this is an all-year-round thing. You always got to stay prepared for the ass, napkin, advisory warning. I am totally fucking ass cheeks and murder champs today, homies. There's no, there's no draws. It, it's one of those days. You ever had one of those days where it's so hot, the only thing you could do is, is jerk off all fucking day? You don't even... You don't even bother to put your drawers back on. You just cruise around the pad until it's the next time. Until the next time the fucking alarm goes off and it's time to beat Johnson. It's hot as fuck. Shits are mandatory ass-naked shits. It's nasty. Hopefully, uh, you know, this is all over, you know, the south, you know, uh, southwestern part of the United States. We all fucking, we out here uh, sweating. Uh, At least the people without the air conditioner and shit, but... uh, we're on episode 110, homies. 110 of the fucking podcast. That's crazy, man. I'm going to keep coming at y'all. Uh, this can't stop, won't stop. We got a lot of fight talk to talk about. Uh, we got NBA is back, homies. Uh, baseball is back. I never thought I'd be excited for that shit, even though the Angels are already dog shit. Um, we got a lot of shit, homies. We got uh, the trilogy this weekend. Um, what else has been popping off, man? I've, I've missed a whole lot, homies. I was just looking back. It's been like three weeks since I put out a motherfucking show. 
So hopefully y'all are fiending and shit. Um, what else do we got, man? I feel like there's a whole bunch of, there's like some shit punching me in the face that I should be addressing right off the top, right off the bat. Fuck it, I don't know. This COVID shit is still going on. You guys watch Rogan and all that. He's moving to Texas. All, all like LA is moving to Texas. They're all pissed off at the Governor Newsom. Um, listen, I, I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, you, you, you open things up and then, you know, shit goes, hits the fan and, you know, and then we're in this sick cycle. They, they, after, they fucked everything up from the beginning, man. They should have just shut everything down, everything down, hardcore for like four weeks. That would have been it. We would have been back to normal. So they half closed it down, then they didn't close it down, then they closed it down, but they didn't close it down. Now they're supposedly closing it down again, and then uh, who the fuck knows, man. Um, wearing masks everywhere you go. It's whatever. People not wearing masks. People getting into fights with people not wearing the mask. It's just bedlam, homies. This is a, you're, seeing, you're seeing people's true colors now. This is what happens. I, I probably talked about this 100,000 times in the podcast. This is what happens when you leave live a, a, a fucking... A simple, easy-ass fucking life with no hardship. These motherfuckers out here feeling entitled to having a life with absolutely no hardship. They have no adversity in their life. At all. All the adversity in their life has been taken away, so they take offense to little things. They start saying their, their injustice, their, 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 their uh, rights are being infringed upon by having to wear a mask in public. They're out here fucking can't go to the beach, so they're, they're, they're taking away your rights. Next thing you know, they're going to take away your guns. They're going to come into your house. They're going to fuck your wife. All this shit. That's what they want you to believe, man. Uh, but they're just used to it. They haven't had anything. I mean, it, so much so that the first little bit of adversity, which is wearing a fucking mask, people can't fucking handle it. They're out at, the, at, at fucking Trader Joe's out here throwing fucking public tantrums and shit. Getting into fights, acting like tough guys. You got these fucking 60-year-old white ladies out here thinking they're fucking Mike Tyson trying to start shit with fucking people, man. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy, man. And there's no end in sight, man. It's going to get worse. You know, we're coming up on the fall season right now, which is actually flu season. This, is, this stuff is, you know, I don't know about the NFL season, man, homies. I think it'll get started, but I don't think there's any way they're going to finish it. You know, if, if, if MLB can finish their season, then maybe we have a chance, but... You know, the Marlins were fucked for a while. The Cardinals have played like five games. The rest of the league has already played like 50. So I don't know how they're going to handle that. Um, good thing is, is basketball is going off and popping. Oh, that's what we need to address. My Pelicans. My Pelicans. Another year of, of leaving me, hanging me out to motherfucking dry. My Pelicans never have my motherfucking back. Ever. Not one time have my, my Pelicans backed up any of my yip-yapping. I'm talking uh, a next-level yip-yapping. I predicted them to beat the Lakers last year or some shit like that. I protect, predicted them to win the, win, win the uh, NBA Finals last year, I think. And here's the kicker. I believed that shit. I thought they were going to make the playoffs this year and beat the Lakers in the first round. All they had to do, they came out and won like two or, 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 or two and six in the bubble. I think they won like two fucking games. Meanwhile, the Suns are out here eight and oh, the Suns. I think the Blazers only lost like one game. Now they get to go on. They get to play the, the who do they, who they got? The Grizzlies who barely held on. I think they won like three games. They barely held on. They had like a four game lead going into this shit. And ended up fucking losing the lead. They're technically the ninth seed. But that's going to be dope. That, that whole thing. I'm telling you right now. What would, what, would, what would this podcast be without another greasy ass fucking prediction? I'm telling you the Blazers in six. They're going to beat the Grizzlies and they're going to go 
eat some fucking Laker ass. I'm telling you, they ain't about shit. AD ain't about shit. Motherfucker is soft as baby shit, homie. I'm telling y'all, he's soft. When it matters most, this dude had had multiple games with less than double digits in points, and he's and, and, and averaging 35 minutes playing time. That's ridiculous. When Bron ain't out there, he ain't shit, man. I've been telling y'all this. Without Bron, if Bron goes down, they're just a, a, a whacker version of all the Pelicans teams that AD was on. And AD couldn't do shit. He couldn't lift a goddamn thing. Weak, fragile-ass shoulders. So this is going to be dope, though. This is going to be a real dope tournament. They got the uh, the, the fake crowd crowd in the stands. Like the I, I've been trying to get on there. I don't know how you do that. You see the boy Moody Hank fucking... Uh, in the background, in the stands, in the virtual stands, in the in, in the NBA bubble, fucking ass cheeks and chanclas out there. You see me, you see me. I'll stand up and show you I'm ass cheeks and chanclas. I talk about it, I be about it, homies. Uh, so you don't, you you know, now the Pelican games are over, so you get. I can't be a Pelicans fan, so I don't know who I'm rooting for now. I don't know who I'm rooting for. Maybe if the Suns had gotten in, I'd definitely root for the Suns. But it's kind of like fuck everybody else. It's kind of like fuck everybody else. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, let's hit you off with the news. That's why I also got to hit you off. Uh, I've been labeled, uh, I professionally have a new title, uh, uh, Fantasy MMA Guru. Yes, I'm a Fantasy MMA Guru now, officially official. Um, I'm writing uh, newsletters and articles for uh, Line Star Daily Wager, which is owned by FanDuel. I'm putting out a weekly uh, under their FanDuel uh, flags. I'm putting out a weekly uh, newsletter before the fights, predicting all the fights, giving you fantasy breakdowns, uh, sending it out to the thousands of subscribers that are on there. So I'm technically now labeled an M- MMA fantasy guru. And you're like, Gecko, you been, the, the golden picks have been uh, the pewter picks, the bronze picks. No, no, no. Fuck all that, homies. I'm really, really on wax now. I went nine and three last week. I know I wasn't on here. Y'all can. I'll. I'll leave a link to one of the newsletters I just did. To the last newsletter I just did. Not the one I put out yesterday, but the last week where I did the Brunson versus Lewis. I was nine and three predicted three round and method finishes. Giving these knowledge away from, to y'all motherfuckers since 2017 for free. And there was a while for like almost two straight years where I was on fire. Hit a little bit of, y- of of a low, especially end of last year, early this year. But I got, Stella got her motherfucking groove back, homies. I've been fucking rolling. This week, we got some, we got some fire-ass cards. I'm already working on the week. Next week, I'm, ta- I'm talking about Frankie Munoz, uh, Frankie Munoz, Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. Uh, I'm already working on that one. Uh, Frankie Edgar's taking an L, so I'll give you that little tidbit just to, just to sprinkle you, man. Just to sprinkle you with a little bit of knowledge right there. We'll get into this fight talk right now because um, we got a lot of it and, and, and we got a, a real big... Actually, let's get into last week's shit. Actually, let's get into the, the week before that. This one I was totally wrong on. Um, I was doing well. I was rolling uh, with my picks. This was my first uh, set of picks for the newsletter. It was Brunson uh, versus Shabazian, Edmund Shabazian. Somehow, someway, um, in, in all of my uh, research that I did for this Edmund Sabajian, I had no idea that he was, um, he was at Ronda Rousey's gym, being taught by the Edmund Tarvarzian or whatever the fuck his name is, and his, his manager is actually Ronda Rousey. If I, was no, if I had known that that was his training team, I'd have been all the fuck out. But I, I went on this, like, one-page rant how Shabazzian was going to beat Derek Brunson's ass, this, that, and the other thing, and I was completely wrong. Uh, I, I even started, after I'd put out the, the, 
the newsletter, I started feeling like, man, I'm, I'm really disrespecting this Brunson dude. I mean, he, he comes out and gets in your motherfucking face. He takes you down. He beats you up, man. He only loses the top-tier dudes. Um, but I drank the Kool-Aid, man. I drank the Kool-Aid on this Shabazian dude, even though I saw his first fight in the UFC. He got his ass, you know, he won the fight, but he, he was gassing late, and he, he was getting his ass wore out on the feet um, by Darren Stewart, um, who got me a big win last week. So Edmund Shabazian... Uh, bright future, he's got to go to a different camp. He's got to go to a different camp. You can't be rolling out there with Ronda Rousey on some WWE shit. Um, this dude was all about it for like the first like four minutes, throwing throwing heaters, whizzing them, whizzing them by homeboy's head. And then by the end of the round, like 30 seconds left, I was like, oh my God, this dude's gassed. I don't know how you can be a professional fighter with, with several professional fights under your belt, uh, multiple, like four or five UFC fights under your belt. A lot of his fights, most of his fights end in the first round, but still, how could you not be able to go more than five rounds as, as a middleweight? It's not like he's some huge dude. How, how could you, five minutes, less than five minutes and you're gassed? This dude be pumping like fucking dust nuts in his old lady or some shit after like one minute. This dude one minute man dust nutting on his old lady or some shit. What the fuck is this? Fucking four minutes professional fighter. Some nonsense right there, man. I, there's nothing I can say or do about that. Um, so I didn't see that one coming. I got my ass eight on that pick. Um, but uh, last week, killed it. Lewis versus Alinic. I thought it was going to be very close. I was. This was a toss-up for me, man. Derek Brunson is a motherfucker, man. Uh, Alinic, I thought, man, if he's going to get him, he's going to get him in the first round. He had him in those two tight bulldog chokes, which look uncomfortable as hell. But I don't think Lewis was ever... He, I think Lewis shit himself. Um, because he was in that, he said something about shitting himself after the fight. Um, maybe he shot himself in those bulldog chokes. Chokes. Those are are hot. Those are real uncomfortable. That's the shit. Your freshman year in high school, when you take wrestling for the first time, and, and, and somebody who's been wrestling since like sixth grade uh, is in your class and he takes you down, he puts you right. That's the bully choke. That's just some bully. Um, outside of, uh, uh, of P.E. class, next to the fucking lunchroom type headlock choke right there. That shit's uh, uh, nasty. It's like pressing your, your own chin into your chest and just uh, twerking you. Very uncomfortable shit. Um, but Lewis, uh, you know, got out of that. I thought he was on some, uh, some fucking super moron shit. Uh, even trying to take the fight to the ground right at the beginning. The only way he was going to lose to Olenek was, was if he went to the ground. And he took it there himself. So I, I was lost and he came out and dropped a fucking hammer on him at the beginning of the second round. And, and, and just fucking slapped him, dog. What's your sleep number, Alexi Olenek? What is that sleep number? You on a six firmness? You got fucking did it up. Homie got got. Um, so... Uh, Lewis, I, I had picked, I predicted Lewis second round TKO. He came through within 30 seconds. He got me that that uh, um, the big dub on that one. Then we had uh, Akhmedov versus Chris Weidman. This was one of the few I lost. I picked Amari Akhmedov, and I was looking good through two. It was tied two two. Whoever got that first takedown at the at the beginning of the third round was going to win that fight. That's how you felt it was going to go down. Chris Weidman showed just enough heart to get out of that out of that fight with a with a takedown at the end. Um, uh, so what, I mean, what, what's for him? I mean, did he impress you? He didn't impress me, man. Uh, he still looks done just like he did before then. Uh, so I, I don't know what the hell Chris Weidman's, what's, what's up with Chris Weidman, Weidman's future. Uh, Maki Patolo versus Darren Stewart. I took Darren Stewart on this tight, close fight, but I thought Stewart was actually going to get a knockout in the third round. Uh, Maki Patolo, good, 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 uh, good, good hands. Uh, good all-around game, but young. Um, he'll he'll be back. You know he's got some time. This you know his his uh, 
Darren Stewart just he's fought more people. His resume he's he's fought better competition than Maki Pitolo. Uh, Yana Kunitskaya and Julio someone um, who gives a fuck. Um, Benel Dariush, man, versus Scott Holtzman. I was I, I, I was correct on this one, but at first I had chosen Holtzman. I thought Holtzman had the uh, crisper, clean punches. When when Benil Dariush gets in the pocket, he's, he's got wide looping punches. And when he gets beat is when he gets into a firefight in the pocket because his punches are so long, it takes long, uh, longer to get there. And a guy with like Scott Holtzman with those quick, short, um, no wasted movement at all punches. I thought he was going to be able to go in there and, and eke out a decision. But then at the end, when I was about to, I was about to send out the newsletter, y'all. I said, Nah, Benil Dariush is going to get on top. He's a, a, a fantastic grappler, black belt. He's going to dominate from top position. And he knocked the motherfucker out with a spinning back fist in the first round. Um, so I didn't get the, the 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 method right. But God damn, he like broke his arm on on, on Scott Holdman's face, throwing a, a fucking spinning back fist from hell. That shit was wild. Um, so, but no, Dariush is in the mix. Uh, this dude, Kevin Holland, we'll fucking talk about him. He's a motherfucking beast. He knocked uh, Joaquin Buckley out, who took the fight on short notice. Nazrat Hakparast. Nazrat Hakparast. Hakparast. Nazrat Hakparast. Say that shit. A big fucking dub. I had him. I picked him. I picked Kevin Holland. Uh, Andrew Sanchez did it. Wellington Terman in this card. These cards have been dope. Ke- uh, Gavin Tucker. I had him winning by second round rear naked. He won by second uh, second round rear naked. Pay attention to Yusuf Zalaw at 155 pounds. Oh, no, actually 145 pounds. Yusuf Zalaw. Keep your, uh, your, your, your eyes out for him. He's knocking motherfuckers. He's not knocking motherfuckers out. He's just dominating from bell to bell. Uh, wrestling, good jujitsu, stand-up is crafty, clever. Um, a little bit like uh, he's got a little bit of, of, of uh, Sean O'Malley in him, actually. A little bit of also uh, um, uh, Edson Barbosa in him. Uh, the way he throws down so that was that card that was a that was a, a a dope card that was really a dope card and this weekend uh shit's gonna be popping man uh Miocic um versus uh Cormier for the third time um listen Daniel Daniel Cormier is a better fighter he's a better wrestler he's a better striker uh he's a better better miss martial artist not by a whole lot but he's slightly better in every category and even in we'll, we'll disregard the first one because it ended kind of quickly and we never really got a good feel <coughs> Um, you know, <clears throat> Miocic breaking the clinch with his hands down, got got clipped on the way out. Very amateur shit to get caught like that the first time. Second time, he was getting boxed up for three rounds. I had a three nothing for Cormier. He was getting, you know, just outworked. He was allowing Cormier to just literally just walk into the pocket with his arms outstretched like a fucking zombie, with his little with his little feeling hands. Um, he was just walking walking uh, um, uh, Miocic down. And, and Miocic wasn't paying for just letting him answer the pocket. When you have long reach on somebody, you're a taller, longer fighter, and you just let somebody walk right into your chest like that, and you don't make them pay for it, he was getting dominated for it. And, and, and when Cormier's holding out his hands like that, uh, reaching out to him, you know, using like frames and stuff, to, you know, to to set up his shots, the whole fight, the whole fight, I'm yelling body shots. It took until the fourth round for him to go underneath those outstretched hands that Cormier was doing the whole fight to start landing those liver shots, and it immediately changed the tide. Uh, Cormier had to start respecting him. He started moving his hands down to try to block it, kind of like when people kick your body, and then you go, you know, bring your hands down to block the body kick, and they kick you in the head. It was the same thing. He, 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 he lands the body shot, and then he comes back with a one-two over the top after he faints the, the liver shot. Cormier's hands drop down. He gets hit with the right hand. 
the rest is academic. After a fight, he was up 3-0. Um, I, I sensed he was starting to get a little gassed. Um, he's going to have to get it done before the fourth round. I have him TKO round four, like early round four. It's going to have to come that soon. Uh, I mean, it's going to have to come at some point. Somebody's getting finished. They both finished each other. Somebody's getting finished in this fight. Uh, Miocic needs to get in there and mix up some wrestling. I know I know Daniel Cormier is a little bit better, but he can end up on top. And if he ends up on top, he needs to, he needs to grind Cormier out. He's got to put him against the fence. He's got to be clean with the clinch work also. He can do all these things against Cormier. He, he, can, he can do all these things again with, with, with Cormier. He can go wrestling for wrestling. He can, they can exchange takedowns back and forth. He, that's what he needs to do. He can't just go out there and box. Uh, hopefully, you know, Cormier is going to have an answer uh, for the body shot. He came out with heavy leg kicks. The, the, the leg kicks were, were highly effective in the first round for Dan, Daniel Cormier. Never threw one after the first round. The, uh, or maybe threw like one. Uh, takedowns. He was shooting takedowns. I think he got uh, Miocic down briefly in the first round of that fight. Uh, was wrestling him up against Cage. Never did that again after the first round. So everything he was doing to mix it up and land his overhand right off of the... He was started fainting the takedowns, getting the respect from uh, Miocic, and then coming over the top with big right hands. Those things weren't there after that. And he was still dominating. So I expect Cormier to come out here and wrestle. He's going to take this fight to the ground. He's got to. I mean, it's the smartest, it's the smartest move for him. I mean, he can dominate the wrestling. If he wants it to go to the ground, he can get it to the ground. He's got to mix it in with his, with his striking. He's already said he likes to strike. He wants to strike with Miocic. But you also got to wrestle this dude. You got to, you got to grind him out. Um, and, and Cormier can do it, man. He's got to have the same type of a game plan that he had against uh, Rumble Johnson. You know, throw, bang long enough, just throw some hard punches long enough to get his hands up so you can get inside and get the takedown. So you can shoot in, get deep takedowns. Uh, get that single, snatch it up, turn it into a double. Um, he likes to shoot that collar tie, that lead hand. He likes to shoot. He likes to uh, bend over at the waist and shoot it up. It's the, it's the way he got knocked out against Bones Jones. He always bending over to the same side to avoid punches and to try to get that collar cl uh, tie so he can get the clinch. And he got kicked in his head. Um, Miocic didn't didn't you know catch on to that at all. I know Miocic isn't a kicker, but maybe that's something you add to your game plan specifically for this fight. Um, because Cormier is always ducking to that side, always ducking to that side, where he's going to land in a you know, shot, knee, uh, something like that. Um, so Cormier's got to you know, tighten up a few things, but this is going to be a hell of a fight. I got Miocic, I mean, I got Daniel Cormier winning the fight. Um, does he retire? I don't know, uh, but I, I think Daniel Cormier is going to win um, fourth round TKO, early fourth round. Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Vera. Listen, motherfuckers, this is going to be a banger. I think Marlon Vera is like a minus 350 or some shit. He's way big under uh, um, uh, favor in this fight. Marlon Vera is a motherfucker. Marlon Vera's got holes in his game. That what I don't like about Marlon Vera, he holds his hands naturally low, and then when he strikes, they drop even further. Not quite down to his waist, but they're like, you know, shoulder level, not, not to his face. And then when he starts striking, they go a little lower down to like chest level, and he gets into these long exchanges back and forth. He's a slow starter. He gives away the first round in almost all of his fights. Um, Sean O'Malley, is a fast starter. He's had eight first-round uh, KOs, TKOs, finishes, whatever the fuck you want to say. Um, he gets out there. He fights long. He moves. He uses all his fucking limbs, all all the weapons. He's using the elbows, the knees, the shins. He's using everything, and he, he just fights long, man. He fights long, so it's going to be hard for Marlon to get in there. Um, maybe Marlon wants to try to get some wrestling. You know, Sean O'Malley's been doing some uh, since he's been he was off for a couple years with the Tainted Supplement pissing hot whatever the fuck it was uh he's been doing uh grappling tournaments and stuff like that to get his grappling on point this is gonna be a tough fight 
I don't see O'Malley getting a finish. He's not going to just come out here like he did um, in his last fight and get this walk-off right hand. Um, who the fuck was that guy? Um, used to be a bad motherfucker, actually, but uh, I can see his face. Who the fuck did... Uh, who was that dude he fought last? Man, y'all ever go on these UFC websites, man? They suck. I got Fight Pass now. They fucking... They, these are fucking trash. Eddie Wineland. Eddie Wineland. But these fucking websites are fucking garbage. Eddie Wineland. Uh, not, not, a, not a big name now. Maybe like four or five years ago, that would, be, that would have been impressive. Um, he actually hurt. If you watch that fight, he got dropped with a right hand. He got deaded. Like sniper from the bed, uh, bell tower type shit. Uh, like private, saving Private Ryan shit. Uh, he just got dropped. And it was because he was faded off of the left, hook, uh, the right hook um, from the southpaw stance from uh, uh, Mally right before that. Caught him with a check hook that just rocked him. Um, it's hard to see there for a little while. Um, but that's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, don't count Marlon Vera out. If you're looking for an underdog pick, this, I think he's like minus 250 or uh, uh, plus 250 or something you can get him for. Might not be a bad pick. I don't think he's gonna finish. Gonna get finished. He's a grimy dude. He's good everywhere. He's got guillotine chokes. He's got good top game. Um, if he can get this to the ground, you know, and some scrambles and end up on top, he can he can steal some rounds, man. This is a dangerous fight for Sean, Sean O'Malley, but a perfect perfect opponent for uh, for Sugar Sean. This is a, a good step up in competition for him. This is gonna be a fucking banger for really real homies. Um, so check that shit out. Um, remember the fucking Snoop Dogg uh, Contender Series shit Oh Mally Oh Mally um, So that's going to be a dope fight What else do we got here um, Junior Dos Santos Man um, Junior Dos Santos Man R.I.P. motherfucker um, He's, he's going he's gonna to get deaded up uh, Make sure you uh, Clear your browser history uh, on Saturday morning, Junior Dos Santos, you don't want to get caught up uh, uh, post-mortem, uh, you know, getting, you know, f finding all that CD shit. Like I say, homies, clear your web history daily. You never know what tomorrow holds. Tomorrow ain't promised for nobody. You don't want to get caught up like that. Uh, solely in your name when you're in the grave already, homies. Don't, don't throw your legacy out the window, Junior Dos Santos. Clear your fucking browser history right now, homie. Your recent folder. Get rid of all that shit, homie, because it's going to be a bad, bad look. Uh, Tempur-Pedic sleeping in the middle. Fucking narcoleptic-ass motherfucker. Uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. I, I'm not... Not that he's the baddest dude. He's got like 60... He's got like 80-something kickboxing matches with 68 KOs or wins. And then like 50 of those are like KOs or some shit. Uh, you know, he just got deaded against Francis Ngannou. But who hasn't? And he, he just came running across the cage. It was just a stupid fucking... Uh, he just got overwhelmed. I think Ngano came running across the, across the cage. Listen, if you're going to fight Francis Ngannou, the first round should just be a track meet. Him chasing you. That's it. Gas his ass out. Literally just fucking run from him. If that's what the fuck you have to do, you have to get like a pass. Uh, you know, they, they can take a point away from being too passive. Um, in, in Pride, they used to give you a yellow card and they, for not being active, and you lose 10% of your purse every yellow card you got. Um, they don't have that in the UFC. I'd run. I'm running that first round. I'm going to gas him out a little bit. I'm going to make him chase me. I'm not going to engage in anything. Um, but... 
he didn't he didn't fight a smart fight. He got overwhelmed up against the cage, and that's the wrong place to be with with, with Ngannou. But when he puts his punches together, Rosenstruck, when he when he throws his kicks behind his punches and he throws just real tight technical kickboxing shit, he's gonna knock Junior Dos Santos out, who got knocked out by Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades has whack ass hands. His hands couldn't handle a doorknob, homeboys. He, he's whack as a motherfucker uh, with his hands. Boring ass motherfucking fighter. Uh, dead it. Dos Santos, the last time he fought, he got TKO before that, I forget who he fought, so he's coming off of like two TKO losses, not taking shots well anymore, and this is the wrong dude to be in there, in there with, Rosenstruck, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna give, I'm, gonna give, I'm gonna show a little respect to Dos Santos and say he makes it out of the first round, but not, I'm gonna say maybe barely, he, I'm gonna say he's stumbling back to the stool in between rounds, uh, maybe drooling on himself while they're fucking trying to, you know, uh, tell him what to do in the, in, in, with his cornermen. But Jarzinho Rosenstruck, first, uh, second round KO is how I'm rolling with this. This next fight, man, this dude, Marab Vashavili, um, killer, killer. He's fighting John Dotson. This, this is going to be a banger if John Dotson decides to show up for this fight. You never. The problem with John Dotson is you never know what the hell he's doing. Um, sometimes, you know, he comes out fast and aggressive, and, and other times he just sits there and bounces around the cage the whole time and doesn't do much of anything. Uh, this dude, uh, Vallasvili, uh, is a Ray Longo t- uh, uh, guy. 12 takedowns in his second, second to last uh, UFC uh, fight. That was the UFC record. He broke that record, his own record, and his next fight, uh, he got 13 takedowns. This dude is a beast. He doesn't stop. The cardio is crazy. That's mostly the reason why I'm picking him to t- uh, beat Dotson. I'm going to say, I'm going to give Dotson the credit. It's hard to finish John Dotson. I don't even know if he's ever been finished. Uh, but I'm going to say Marab wins this fight by decision. It's going to be close, but I think that uh, there's no way Dotson's going to stay on his feet, especially late in the, late in the fight. Uh, Marab's... Uh, you know, striking isn't there, but he's got quick, powerful hands, and he mixes in the takedowns. The threat of the takedowns makes his hands a little bit better, um, and he just never stops moving, whether it's takedowns, he's on top of you, and he's, you know, advancing his position, throwing a ground and pound, whether he's standing and he's just moving forward, throwing bombs. He's a, he's a, he's a lot. He's a sleeper in this division. I'm talking, I'm telling you, at, at 135, he's a sleeper. He can take anybody down. When you can take people down, you can grind out rounds. You can get wins you probably wouldn't have against fighters that are probably better than you, at least in the stand-up game. Um, Valashvili, man, that, that dude is a motherfucker. I'm picking him decision. Herbert Burns versus Daniel Pineda. Not a whole lot about Pineda. He's been in here. Uh, he was fought in the USC years ago. Had a, had like a I think he went three and four. He had like a seven fight stint. And now he's back. Wild motherfucker. Um, <clears throat> he's like a, a Cub Swanson that's not not a skilled Cub Swanson type dude. Herbert Burns. This dude gets your back. This dude gets people's back within the first like minute of every fight he's in, and then chokes them out with rear naked chokes. It's like a specialty. Not great stand up. Um, you know, if he gets lured into a kickboxing match, he could have a problem. If he can't get Pineda down, Pineda's takedown defense ain't that great. I think Herbert Burns gets a choke. Uh, uh, Pineda's hard to finish, but I think Herbert Burns is going to get either a first round or early second round rear naked choke. This dude, once he get, if he gets his back, if he gets Daniel Pineda's back at any point in this fight, especially early, it's a fucking wrap. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up. Yo, wrap it up, B. It's a done fucking deal. Jim Miller versus Vince Patel. Uh, Flip a fucking coin, count rose petals, do whatever the fuck you need to do uh, when you need to, to make a tough decision. Uh, this is a toss-up fight. This is a toss-up. I'm going Miller decision. Vince Patel, neither one of these dudes. Uh, Jim Miller back in the day was a tough, tough motherfucker. He got a win in his last fight, armbar, early first round against Roosevelt Roberts, which was uh, 
actually uh, a pretty dope win because two fights before that, Roosevelt Roberts was undefeated. He lost his previous fight, but it, it was a close fight. Jim Miller armbarred him in the first round. Uh, so he still has something left, but he's, he, you know, he's, a, he's lost a, a step, a big step, maybe a step and a half. Uh, hands aren't as quick as they used to be. Can't get into those dogfight, firefights like he used to. Still got the grappling. Got like 18 subs on his on his. I think this is he's gonna. This is his record 36th. I think he's he's passing uh, uh, Cowboy Cerrone for most UFC appearances. 36 UFC appearances, homies. Think about that. Got like 23, 24 wins or something like that. This dude's he, he's a motherfucker. Vince Pichel, he's just. He's whatever. He's kind of good. He's he's okay in everything. He's an okay fighter in everything. Could he win this? Absolutely. Uh, get some takedowns. Stay on top enough. Um, maybe even get, maybe get a sub. We seen Miller sub. Remember when he bit his tongue off against Nate Diaz when he got caught in that uh, uh, guillotine choke? That was bad news. Felice Herrig versus Verna Jandroba. Jandroba. Jandroba was a former Evicta champ. Uh, sub sub sub. She's getting a sub. Felice Herrig has never been finished in her career. Uh, she's mostly uh, if it, this if if uh, John D. Droba can't get this to the ground, it's going to be a boring ass motherfucking kickboxing match. John D. Droba doesn't have the greatest uh, Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, usually, just throws some power things going forward just so she can get a takedown. Her takedown defense isn't very good. Uh, Herrig's a, a, a you know basically a wrestler, uh, but I don't think she wants to go on the ground. John D. Droba does, isn't doesn't have good takedown because she doesn't need takedown because she wants to be on her back. Um, she's good with the arm bars. Uh, she's good with uh, head and arm triangles. Um, so I'm gonna say she gets. A, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say she gets a finish. I'm gonna say I forget what I put on the newsletter, homies. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna go. Nah, I'm gonna go decision. I'm gonna go decision. I think she's just gonna have enough top game. She's. Gonna, it's gonna be hard to. I think I pick decision. Uh, T.J. Brown uh, gets a lot of takedown. Ashley Yoder. She's got the best fucking tan in, in MMA. She's dark, homie. She's. She's on that tan bomb shit. She's coming for that tan mom world title uh, to get that fucking uh, the best best fucking tan in the world i mean she looks she's almost looking brown sometimes man but she uh this is a tough fight for her against lavinia Souza. i think Souza, you know her stand-up is nothing good ashley yoder's tough um you know stays moving stays stays striking gets taken down a lot i just seen Souza can get a, a at least a, a you know ha, a, get the top game for that there you go that's all i'm gonna do what was the early prelims was there anybody i needed to mention no that's it that's all we need to know about that one so th there's all the picks homies there's all the motherfucking picks um, from the MMA guru, from the from the fantasy guru right here. Get your motherfucking asses on FanDuel. Get your motherfucking asses on on, on DraftKings, whatever whatever it is. Go on Bovada if you want to just uh, you know bet. If you guys want to dabble, swirl your little pinky toe in the pools. Uh, and start dabbling with this betting game. I need to fucking do that. If I wasn't broke, I would be. I would be fucking doing it, man. But you know, it is what it is, man. These, uh, these, these box fans. It costs a lot to keep them on all day when it when it's fucking sweltering outside. Um, but uh, get, get on there. Go on Bovada.com and, and test your boy Moody Hank. Will you know? Take me take me for a test ride, man. I'm putting in the work now, homies. I'm watching. I'm literally watching these motherfuckers that you know have. That I've never heard of before. I'm going on their fucking Instagram page trying to watch like 15 second highlights of them because that's all that's there, man, on, on some of these dudes. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm putting in the work is what I'm telling y'all. This is a, this is an everyday thing. I got I got UFC Fight Pass now, so I'm watching every fight I can possibly find. Um, next week, I'll, I'll break you off some of, the, some of the dope shit. Hopefully, I'll be back next week. Um, but uh, we got some, uh, you know, other fights that were that were announced. Uh, what interesting. Cody Garbrandt is fighting for the title at 125, moving down to go fight uh, Davison Figueredo. 
Yo, if he can make it, if Cody Garbrandt can make it, I like that fight for him, man. Uh, I never like, you know, having to chase titles moving down like that. But if he can, if he can comfortably make that weight, it didn't work out too well for uh, uh, for TJ Dillashaw uh, when he went down to try to fight Cejudo. But this ain't Cejudo. But Davison versus Cejudo, I thought that I thought that might get Cejudo out, out the fucking retirement talk. I thought that would be a great matchup for him. But Cody Garbrandt, I like that. That's a, that's gonna be a dope fight. Lawler versus uh, Neil Magny. Robbie Lawler, one of my favorite homies of all fucking time. Uh, this is going to be a tough fight for him. This is going to be a real fucking tough fight for him. Uh, who knows how much he has left in the, ga in the gas tank. Shevchenko is fighting um, Maya. I forget her first name. I forget her first name. She's not related to Damian Maya. Uh, but she's the guy, a girl who just beat uh, Joanne Calderwood. Which I got that fight completely fucking wrong too. I thought Calderwood was going to win that fight. Um, actually, let's see who, 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 what's her name? Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya. She she subbed uh, Calderwood in the first round of their fight like two weeks ago, and she got basically there's nobody. They got nobody to fight uh, uh, Shevchenko for the title, so they just gave it to this chick. Um, she's gonna get her ass uh, eight placed up on the koala station, diaper change position, ass eight, willy fucking nilly, just like every other girl before her. It's not gonna change now. Uh, Woodley is fighting Colby Covington. T. Woodley fighting Colby Covington. I don't know why the fuck he would want, fight, want to fight Colby Covington the way this dude. Colby Covington throws bombs and he doesn't stop throwing bombs. And T. Woodley just stands there. So I don't know why why he was trying, you know, calling for this fight unless he, he finally saw the light and is going to change the way uh, he's been fighting for the last five, six years. I don't see T. Woodley getting out of there. He's he's up. He's going to be sitting right next to this Jennifer Maya on that koala station. Tandem koala station. Getting that ass powdered up, uh, diaper change position, just like Jennifer Maya. That's a bad, bad look for uh, for T Wood. Um, Paige Van Zant is going to bare knuckle boxing. That's a that's another bad look. I don't know. Listen, I, like I told y'all before, I ain't trying to to yip yap. Um, Paige Van Zant's boyfriend is a motherfucking jujitsu killer, monster extraordinaire. Uh, nothing disrespectful. I'm just saying, like like. She kind of makes, you know, her name based on her looks. She, she's a bad little Betty. The, the last thing you want to do is go and get your face carved up bare knuckle. I mean, that's not, that doesn't sound like a good business move to me. That sounds like the opposite of what you want to do. I mean, she was only really popular because she was on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, she wasn't a, a great fighter. She got a couple, that little jumping kick she beat Beck Rollins with, that, that was some, that was some, that was some bullshit. That's where she started feeling herself, man. And that was just some lucky-ass shit, man. For real. That was some lucky-ass shit. And she kind of been eating off of that for a long time. She got her ass ate by Amanda Hebas in her last fight. I told y'all she was gonna, uh, Amanda Hebas was going to be a, a fucking bib on ass-eating in that fight. I think everybody said that. So I, I ain't tooting my own horn. But uh, still, this is a bad news. Bare knuckle, all the games change. You got you to gotta change the way you punch. You can't punch the same way. You got to angle your shots a lot differently. Uh, because you gotta land knuckles, dog. You gotta land you know, those first two knuckles. You're gonna be breaking your hand, and then you get cut. You know, punches that would just you know graze you, and do absolutely nothing to you in like an MMA or boxing kick kickboxing match. Now they cut you, uh, and and they break your fucking uh, orbital bones and all sorts. It's, it, it that's a rough shit. I mean, when when Rogan always talking about we should go bare knuckle, we should go bare knuckle. UFC should be bare. No, the fucking it shouldn't. Hands break early and often in those fights a lot of good matchups will be just ruined by broken hands by by doctor stoppages and cuts i mean nobody comes out of there very few people come out of there without their faces all fucked up man um so 
I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. She's not even a boxer. She's not even really known for her striking. She's got little kicks, I guess. Little flutter kicks. She can't do that. I, she don't got great hands. I don't know who the fuck. Unless they're bringing me in the fighter. I don't know what the fuck her chances are in bare knuckle boxing. But that, that's just not a, not, a, not a good look for her. Um, we got Tyson. Tyson versus... Uh, um, Roy Jones Jr., man. Now they're talking. I think he got pushed back now from September to like November. I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, they're saying exhibition. Listen, homies, I've been in gym wars. I've been in. Hey, we're just gonna light spar today, um, which I, I'm saying. I'm thinking that exhibition means glory. You know, a, a slightly elevated sparring session. But even sparring sessions, homie, almost every sparring session, especially if it's somebody who's not from your gym. Like if it's if you're if you're sparring with somebody who you work with all the time, one of your homies that always takes the class with you is always in there, you know, in the gym with you. That's one thing because you learn to you, you know you develop a relationship with them and, and you don't go hard on each other. But when you have uh, people who you, you know, maybe don't go to your that particular class, so you never rarely see them, and then now they're in that class. Maybe they go on Mondays and Tuesdays, and you go on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and this time they showed up, and you've never really trained with them. That can get ugly, or other people from other gyms coming in, um, or smoker events. Those are like amateur, uh, your first like amateur type uh, uh, kickboxing, boxing type matches, where you have like two gyms get together and, and pair people off, and it's just like real heavy sparring basically between the two gyms. So you're getting different looks and stuff like that. Um, those always get fucking heated. And you have people from other gyms trying to knock that motherfucker out. You might start off soft, but it, it, you get stuck with something heavy. You throw something heavy back, and it's on and popping. You throw something a little too heavy and land it a little too clean. Now they starting to try to take your head off, and it gets ugly. So I'm, I'm expecting two dudes, two killers, all-time greats like this, man. It, it's got to get heated. It's got to get heated. Now, who's the better boxer all time? Now you, everybody oh, always throwing out Tyson right there. Who's the better boxer? I don't I, Career-wise, you know, they both had the accolades, man. They both had the accolades, but whose, whose career was longer was Roy Jones Jr. He was fighting until he was 50. Now, he was getting knocked out through the ropes on some of those. Um, but he he had just as much power. This dude threw a, a lead hook like like a jab. He was the only person, like, people, uh, you know, can't do what, what Roy Jones did. He would do the chicken dance where he put his hands behind his back and move like a chicken and then, you know, step off to the side, make the dude miss and, and, and KO him. I think skill for skill, I think he was the better boxer. I think Roy Jones at his peak, if this was like a heavyweight fight, you know, and they're both in their primes, man, I don't know because, you know, Tyson, man, you know, just takes one of those punches to set everything in motion, man. It, it, it's, it's tough. It, 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 if they were going to try to kill each other, I would say Roy Jones because he's been active uh, up until like three. I think his last fight was 2018. I think he lost that fight. I don't remember. I'm not going to check. Um, but I would say just because he's been more active, I would say that I give the I definitely give the the advantage to Roy Jones Jr. in this shit. Unless unless you know Tyson's going to come out like he's been hitting those mitts and really go for broke and really land one of those liver shots early on him. That could change the whole thing. But that that's going to be dope. I'm definitely be streaming the figgity fuck out of that. I, I bet they're going to try to charge you like 100 bucks for that shit. Um, if it was a real, real fight, maybe. Uh, when they put Exhibition next to it, I think of uh, Mayweather with when he fought that, that Japanese uh, kickboxer that they didn't let kickbox. Remember, they, it was going to be an MMA fight uh, on New Year's. I think it was like two years ago. It was going to be an MMA fight. Then it turned into a kickboxing fight. And then it's like, no, it's going to be a boxing match. And you're like, oh, okay. And then it was like, no, it's going to be an Exhibition boxing match. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it just looked fake as shit. Homie getting KO'd, 
uh, I forget the dude, the, the Japanese dude's name. Uh, and then, like, two weeks later, he had a real fight and looked like a, a, a fucking complete monster in there. So, uh, hopefully it's not something like that. I, I, I don't fucking know. Um, but that's what we got. That's what we got with, with, with Fight Talk. Um, Dak Prescott, I don't think this happened since the last time I was here. Dak Prescott's getting some little NFL shit. Dak Prescott, you know, didn't sign the franchi- franchise tag. I don't know about y'all, homies. You put $80, $85 million in front of me and say, you put your name on this piece of paper. You walk out the door. By the time you get home, you have $80, $85 million in your bank. I can't walk away from that ever. Uh, but that's exactly what Dak Prescott did. And his brother wanted to come out and yip yap. <clears throat> Maybe I did talk about this because I think I got up in a tad. I got a tad bit up in Tad's ass. Tad Prescott. Yeah, I did get up in that. Um, but the Redskins now. The Redskins. I, I think I talked about this too. Listen, I've been gone for a while, homie. I, I, I can't remember what the fuck I've yip yapped about and what I haven't. Um, but the Redskins got a, got a dog ass fucking name. Um, the Cowboys better not lose to the fucking Washington football team. That's all I'm saying. Nobody better lose. They better go 0-16. Nobody wants to lose to the Washington football team. And I think Alex Smith is coming back. This motherfucker had his his leg like almost amputated. Literally almost died. Almost had his leg amputated on that Joe Theismann type injury. Broke his fucking leg in like, leg in like 16 fucking pieces like a, uh, like a playing glass window. Almost died, got all kinds of infection, has like seven surgeries on it, and now this dude, I think this dude's going to play again. He got cleared to play again, and I think, you know, he's still under contract with the Redskins. I think, what does it say about them? What does it say about Dwayne Haskins if this dude comes out off of a fucking, literally off of a deathbed, rolls out, and wins a starting, uh, you know, starting uh, job? That's going to be fucking crazy, man. Um, So we'll be looking at that. What else? Fucking Cowboys got... uh, Everson from 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 the Vikings, they got a fucking our our defensive line is, is is fucking wild right now, man. We we are fucking deep, homies. We are deep. Don Terry Poe on that. Y'all sleeping on Randy John uh, Randy Gregory. Uh, I know he can't stay on the fucking field. He can't stop smoking weed and shit like that. But when he was on the field, even for two games two years ago, he was all over the place. Maybe that's gonna get D Law's ass in fucking gear. Um, uh, uh, Gerald McCoy. On that bitch, we got a fucking deep line, homies, and we and we and we drafted defensive linemen, man. It, it's it's gonna be a great fucking year. With my luck, here's my prediction for the NFL season: Cowboys 10 and 0, season's called off. That's what's gonna happen. Cowboys are gonna look like the hands down favorite to be ass eating Patrick Mahomes in the fucking Super Bowl, and the fucking season is gonna get canceled. That's what's gonna happen. Or they're going to, you know, postpone it and then they'll have football in like May and then they'll resume the season and the Cowboys will go like 0-6 and miss the fucking playoffs. That's the kind of heartbreak that's going to happen to my D-Boys. That's what's going to fucking happen. You know it. I know it. The rants are going to be epic. At least we'll have that. Y'all know football season shit pops off on the Whiskey Sick Podcast. You know how I do during the football season, man. Um, I was just listening to the, uh, I forget what episode it was. I think it was in the 70s now. When I, when, uh, Homeboy hit Homeboy with the helmet. You remember that? Homeboy hit Homeboy with the helmet. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I can't, you know I don't got names, dog. Or uh, Mason Rudolph, Rudolph, uh, got binged by Miles My- Garrett. Got cracked in the head. That was a classic episode. Go listen to that shit. Go look for that shit. That shit was fucking hilarious. 
um, hopefully there's something. He's coming back. I think he's. I think Miles Garrett is only going to be suspended for the first like couple games of the season, and he's going to be back cracking motherfucking skulls literally. Uh, so there's that. Um, Adams went to the went to went to the Seahawks. They gave up a fucking. They gave up their entire franchise for this dude. Uh, Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams was begging to be a D-boy. I was begging uh, Jerry Jones to, to stay away from that shit. They gave up. The Seahawks gave up two first-round draft picks for that shit. And, like, a third-round draft pick the year later. I, I, I Fucking, really, for that dude? Uh, I, I get it. You know, I, I don't know how much is he, is he an Earl Thomas? Maybe, maybe he's that new, uh, a safety to give up two first-round picks. I mean, I, I, the, the Rams just did it with Jalen the only Ramsey I know is Jean Benet. Uh, they gave up two first-round picks to get him. Uh, you know, so who knows? Who knows? Who knows, man? But uh, that just, you know, that seemed like a whole lot. I'm trying to go off the top of the dome here and try to remember what, what the hell I've been missing, man. Um, let's get into hip-hop. Hip-hop news. Did y'all see this uh, Snoop Dogg versus DMX, like, versus? Which ended up turning in. I tuned in late, man. I, I missed the shit. I don't know if they went back and forth with their with, with their music, uh, tit for tat. But by the time I got on, they were like both just taking turns freestyling, and, and it, it was pretty dope until my man, my man X, man, he, he he turned, man, he turned into like the Joe Budden of rap, man. He he hit the motherfucking the Joe Biden of rap, uh, <laughs> Joe Budden of rap, where he was a rapper. I mean, he turned into like the Joe Biden. By the time I got on there, he was, like, slurring. I don't know if he was fucked up. He didn't know what the fuck. He had Alzheimer's or some shit all of a sudden. But he got, like, the speed wobbles, man, when he was going, like, like homie on a, a, a on a longboard and just ate it when I got on there. He was, like, fucking floundering. Snoop Dogg had to, had to carry the show the rest of the way with his little, with, with his little, uh, classic-ass little freestyles. That shit was, that shit was pretty dope. Um versus man rappers versus rappers i think they were gonna do kanye versus drake talk about fucking whack shit man this dude kanye on some fucking shit man i mean if you take kanye's old shit and put it with drake shit i don't like any drake shit that's just that's just being real with you homies i don't like i don't fuck with any of that you ain't ever uh that that one remix shit he did with eminem what was that shit you remember forever the forever remix that's that's the only time you'll catch Drake coming out of any type of speaker or headphone uh, that I have. That's literally the only song in my my extensive library on iTunes or on Spotify. Go on the Spotify web, uh, uh, on, on on the official playlist. That old dope shit, OL apostrophe dope shit. Um, you won't find any Drake on that shit. Maybe one track, the Forever track. That's about it. Uh, I don't fuck with Drake. I don't like that soft, bubbly ass fucking shit that he does. Um, I wasn't even a big Kanye fan, even though I thought his music was dope. I thought he was dope. I loved his production back in the day. He was he, he made classics. He's gotten well away from that shit. He, he he's, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. He he he's way out there. Um, I think he's gonna be getting a divorce from Kim or some shit like that. It makes sense. These chicks destroy everybody. They they destroy every black man that they come across, man. They I don't know if it, the ass is that good. How, I mean, it's fake ass, homies. You you you, you puncture that shit. It's gonna it's gonna ooze and and, and ooze plastic. Gonna look like the T3 from Terminator 2 and shit melting and shit on you. Uh, th- those asses ain't real, homie. There's nothing real on that. I think, I, you know, either ass is really good or, or they get there and they realize it, it's just you know once they take everything off at the end of the night, you think it's like Mr. Potato Head or some shit. They take all the pieces off. They take their lips off. They take their ears off. They take out, you know, all the all the makeup off, and it's just like a a, a fucking weird looking like 
remember the tales from the crypt looking like looking like him and shit it's got to be one or the other man either either they turn into like these weathered old like vampire looking looking things or that it's just man they, they they just know how to smash on me and they smash you so good you just literally they fuck you crazy i don't know man but every and no dude no dude that scott dizick that's the only dude that's because that that little one that little kardashian the baddest kardashian is like the realest looking one and she seems the most down-to-earth type one. She's like the one that's not, you know, from what I've seen. I, I don't know. She's the one I beat off to. That's what I'm telling y'all, motherfuckers. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, you know, Kanye, you know, versus Drake. Um, I, I, I guess that makes it. I want to see, like, I want to do, like, a Mob Deep versus Outcast. Wu-Tang versus, who would we put Wu-Tang up to? Wu-Tang versus, uh, who has that kind of library, like Wu-Tang, like a, like a group? Um, it would have to be like an outcast, Mob Deep, you know, Wu Tang. Uh, Onyx was there, but Onyx, Onyx, Onyx is dope as fuck. But they really had like one real, two real classic albums. They they don't go as deep, nearly as deep. I mean, Wu Tang Forever by itself, Thirty Six Chambers by itself. Uh, before you even get into Iron Flag and all that other shit, man, it's, it's smoking everybody. So uh, <clears throat> maybe you have that. Maybe you um, who would you put M up to? M, who the fuck would you put Eminem up to? If you had to do M, who would be worthy of going up with M versus Jay Z? Would you do something like that? But their music is so different; it's hard to. That's that's real hard to go out. Maybe do Nas and you know uh, Nas and Jay Z would be the one because they've already had that beef that got ironed out. If you did Jay Z versus Nas versus, that's a tough one. Now I know everybody rides Jay Z's dick. Everybody rides Jay-Z's dick. I'm a Nas fan. I'm not a big uh, uh, Jay-Z fan. I, I know he's dope, but I, I wasn't. I don't really worship his shit like that. I, I worship the Nas shit. Now, the problem with Nas's career was that he, he, he wasn't a good beat picker. His beats were kind of whack sometimes, but even on whack-ass beats, he kicked the fucking cleanest little flows, the cleanest fucking rhymes, man. Uh, really underrated. Motherfuckers sleep on Nas, like really sleep on Nas, but that would be dope. I mean, all you have to, all you have to do is just play Ether. At what point he? At any point he just plays Ether, his own shit where he already did it, Jay Z, and 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 you got it, man. So that would be fucking dope. Um, maybe you do uh, Daz and Corrupt. Maybe you do some DPG versus versus uh, uh, Three Six Mafia or some shit like that. You know, let's get fucking crazy with it. I love this shit. I like going on there and seeing these motherfuckers, these old heads going out there, still doing their shit. They're still the dopest motherfuckers out. None of these young cats. Listen, I forgot to tell y'all about this. This reminded me. I found the wackest motherfucker rapper of all time. I, f I forget who the last, where we left off with the wackest motherfucking rapper of all time. But this dude, 64AR. Have y'all heard of this? Mo Let me find it. He does this shit called, no, I'm not fucking with y'all, homies. And what I'm about to play for y'all, it's not a fucking joke. I thought this was a fucking joke. Not only is it not a joke, it's real as fuck. And people actually be listening to this shit. And this dude has fans. This dude is putting your boy Moody Hank to shame. I mean, let's find it. 64, a, six, six, what, what the fuck is his name? 645 AR. It's called Squeaky Voice. He raps like a fucking like Tom and Jerry, like the fucking mouse Jerry. He, he raps like that. But like, like I'm going to kill. I'm going to shoot you in the face. I'ma hit you in the face, slinging all this coke on it, dude. It's fucking crazy. Let me hit you on this shit. Let me find this shit. Let me hit up my, my Spotify premium account. Let me search 645. He's got a pop. You pop in 640. No, 645. AR. There he is. 
There he is. Let me see this. I'm 622,000 monthly listeners. What the fuck, man? I got 622 total plays. And this dude's got 622,000. 622,000? What the fuck am I talking about? Um, I don't even know what to play. The trap for the trap? Is that is that his his shit? I'm gonna play this shit for y'all. You think you be thinking this is a fucking game? I don't know if this is the squeaky voice shit. I gotta find the squeaky voice for this shit for you. I think this is it. This is real, homies. He said pussy, I heard pussy. You think he's getting pussy with this shit? Yo, yo, yo. You catch your homies listening to this shit, what do you do? You duff him out right where he fucking stands. You catch your homie listening to 64AR squeaky voice rap. This shit got five million, five and a half million plays. Now maybe, I just do like, Gecko, you just played it. Maybe this is why. Maybe it's five and a half million motherfuckers clowning this dude. But either way, he's laughing all the way to the bank because he's getting paid, played off of five and a half million streams. It would take me five and a half million lifetimes to get five and a half million streams on my shit. Do you understand that? I would have to die and come back five and a half million times to get that kind of play. My God, I don't know. Let's play one more. This is real. This is squeaky rap, homie. 645 AR. If you don't know, now you know, homies. Write us out. Write us out, 64 AR. He's farting. This dude's out here. This dude's out here. <laughs> you hear that? This dude's out here queefing with the ad-libs. You hear the queef ad-libs at the end of this shit? This He's queef ad-libs, man. These are ass queefs, homie. There it is, the queef ad-lib. We'll put the reverb. We need some reverb on those ad-libs. Tell me I never put y'all onto some shit. I'm putting y'all onto some shit right here. I, 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 this has been sitting in my phone. I forgot about this shit. I, I found this shit a, 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 few, uh, a few months ago. I saw this. I ran across this shit like I did. Remember, when, remember the ASMR podcast I did? Uh, I never actually did the podcast in ASMR. I still got to do that. But the day I found ASMR, I, w- I was so shocked. Um, I fucks with ASMR now. Heavy. I ain't going to fucks with this. Uh, this AR, I mean, this dude's out here rapping like, like, like a little bitch. I mean, this is the ultimate insult to hip hop music. The fact that they would even allow this, like, like, 
this is like hate speech. This is so this is so blasphemous to hip hop that it's like hate speech, homies. This fucking squeaky voice. That shit's got 512. It's got half a million plays right there, homies. Yoga. I don't even want to play that shit. That shit's got seven. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play yoga. Fuck it. I'm gonna play yoga. We're gonna ride out. We're gonna ride out on this whiskey sick podcast. This is uh, episode number 110. I'll get back to you when I can get back to y'all, homies. I just. How do you follow squeaky rap? How do y'all follow this shit? He out here shooting hoes. He out here shooting hoes, homie. Hey, listen, Whiskey Stick Podcast. You already know what it is. Episode 110. I'm going to come back with the Queef Ad Libs. And uh, this shit is really real. Um, enjoy the NBA playoffs. They're going to start this weekend. I'm taking the Blazers to take the... Who am I taking to win the whole thing? Um, I'm, I'm going to take... I'm going to take... Man, the Bucks are looking like dog shit lately. I'm going to take Bucks versus Clippers. I'm gonna stick with the Clippers. I'm gonna stick with the Clippers for now. I'm, I, I got some belief in, in in the Clippers, but I got the Blazers beating the Lakers. Um, I think this is how I'm gonna do the podcast from now on. I'm gonna just do it with with, with squeaky rap in the background. Um, but anyways, this is your boy Moody Motherfucking Hank. This is Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 110. It's hot as fuck outside. Get your ass naps ready. I'll talk to y'all soon, and I'm out, motherfuckers. Turn that shit off and play my shit. Tell them little OJ's coming. Come in. Come in. Come in.
Snakes, snakes, nothing, low and low legs Run a little OJ's coming home, he don't play nothing Fuck that, you faking everything I work for Motherfucker, motherfuckers, ain't that real shit Ill shit, kill quick, four shots, pills, mix four drops Feel sick, door knocks, real stiff and he ain't moving Losing his religion, living in a glass house Pissing, he ain't shit, sitting little assed out Lit in the audition, chilling little cast couch Tricking for prescriptions in a little fast clout Bet I won't, bet I won't, bet I won't try you Homie, bet I won't Put your chips up, homie, bet I won't Keep your chin tucked, homie, bet I won't